Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I'm looking forward to bringing today's guests into our Mompreneur Model Show. Brian Lasan, an advanced accelerator coach, empowers high-achieving Black women to overcome imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and distractionism. Her evidence-based, holistic approach helps them achieve their professional dreams by gaining clarity, confidence, and courage. With nearly a 1,000 women supported, Ryan understands the frustration of feeling stuck despite following the quote-unquote blueprint to success. She knows the mindset required to take bold action in the face of fear. Ryan's also a devoted wife, a mom, member of the Lynx and Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority, and an alumni of Selman College and Georgetown University. And I can keep going, but it's better to bring her into the conversation. So, Ryan, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Dorian. Thank you to your amazing listening audience. I am honored and very excited to be here and have this conversation with you today. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. So I want to just have you take us on your journey and what led you to realize that this is really your calling of becoming that advanced accelerator Dory, thank you for that question. So I would have to say that my business is definitely rooted in my family, for sure, and that my mom was absolutely my first coach, and my father is a person who is on an ever quest to understand the mind and the nervous system. So that's really my business. I will say, though, that there was an absolute point where I was introduced to coaching and it was pivotal. So I went to Georgetown for my master's degree in public relations and communications. At that time, Georgetown had started a career coaching course that they were piloting. To pilot it, they offered a workshop with a coach for a small group of women. We met, I think like on a Saturday. And it was taught by a coach who was also a female. Her name was Sunny. And Sunny asked this question that, like, reverberated in my body. And the question was, are you your own best friend? And I had that that feeling that Dr. Brene Brown talks about called shame, where the warm, oh, my God, she sees me. I'm in a puddle. I want to cry. I want to cringe. I want to shrink. I want to hide. No. I do not talk to myself as though I am my own best friend at all, at all. And why would you do that? How would you get anything done? And that realization was shocking to me. And it was 
really effective. And that launched me into, I was already, again, in the work, uh, but it launched me into, one, I did not know what coaching was up until that point. Two, I now had a coaching mentor, and then I went back, and then I went to Georgetown again to go through their program to become a, a transformational coach. Uh, but I also then stepped, I would say further, but I stepped, I, I think I was in my purpose, and we can talk about where I came from, but in my purpose, and I was like developing people, inspire my business had already started, and in, in that I had been for, at that point, I think two or three years doing these Sunday brunches for women, black women, my network, whatever that was really actually, whatever my network was, which happened to be, as you said, AKA links. I mean, I was a Selman. So that's sort of my world. And so I was doing it. I was, I was the presenter. I was talking about leadership. I was talking about branding yourself and, and, and vision. And I was talking about that, but, and, and fortuitously, divinely, I had also right at this time, LLC, it became a business, although I was working full time and it was kind of like a side thing that I was exploring. I really stepped into my purpose, like in that question, I stepped into my life's purpose, which is to support people move past imposter syndrome, perfectionism, and distractionism, which at the core is the reason why I wasn't my own best friend. So that is how I got into coaching and into Inspire as it's been for the last seven years and as it essentially I envision will be for the rest of its years, focused on on unpacking that and normalizing the experience of one being human which is to have an emotional scale <laughs> and shame is at the bottom and enlightenment is at the top and how to explore those and how to, how to be ourselves and also how to like help ourselves to in terms of business, how to create livelihoods that are reflective of that. And so that's how I got here. And I think a little bit of what I do. You mentioned both imposter syndrome and perfectionism. I'm going to talk about distractionism in a bit because to me, the confidence killers are really imposter syndrome and perfectionism, especially for high achieving women. So how do you break through that? Because the impact is huge. The impact is staggering. The impact is staggering. The impact is either I can or I can't. I mean, so the impact is I will or I won't. The impact is I do or I didn't. The impact is procrastination or action. I mean, it's 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 literally like I would say life or death. It, it is survival or it's thriving. It's um it, it's the noose around so many of our necks, honestly. And so, if I heard the question correctly, it's like, what do you do about it? You know, sort of like what 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 to do? How do you move so, In essence. In essence, it is learning to become your own friend, your own support, your own parent, your own champion, because what imposter syndrome and perfectionism, what they are, they are mindsets. What that means is they are a core set of beliefs that someone holds within themselves, and 
I'm going to come back to the whole picture, but I've got to do a real like hard left right here talking about what are beliefs, what are beliefs. And this is something that I think is just like sort of lay people. We, we talk about, I believe this, I believe that, but we don't really understand the magnitude of our beliefs. And so the magnitude, the magnitude, the weight, the total authorship of your life, the, um, the directions with which you guide yourself from are your beliefs. They are your beliefs. I would say like a thousand times, they are your beliefs. So if you believe, I, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, I don't know how, I don't come from, they told me I can't, what if they say, what if they find out, what if they know, what if they can see, what if I can't do, that running dialogue, that causes trauma to the nervous system. Now, if someone's having those thoughts, what I want you to know is that you believe that you can't and that that's okay that you believe that. It's okay. It doesn't mean that that's true for you. It does mean that deep down inside behind your beautifully coiffed mask that you believe potentially that you could fail and you believe that if you failed, everybody would talk about you or your self-worth would be destroyed or you'd be humiliated. And that possibility is so frightening that it overwhelms you and you are in paralysis. Your only options are to either fight, flight, or fawn. That's it, trauma responses. So you can't hit your goals or like do marketing or you know, do anything. I mean, I can barely even talk about action after I got all the way down to, to where we got, you know, <laughs> whoa, action is not possible from here, from that state of being. And we, and, you know, I'm not even talking about my own fears. So we're talking hypothetical here. So what I want people to understand is like that possibility is so overwhelming that it is, it is immobilizing them. So my dear sweet friend, you have a belief that you will fail. So it's not about how do I not fail or what do I do? It's about shifting the belief. It's about how do you begin to believe that that's 1,000 options that's out there. That's like if you're looking at a – okay, that was going to say pebbles on a beach. But if you're looking at even – let's make it a little even smaller, not pebbles on a beach. Let's just say that you know everybody has seen – guess how many M&Ms are in this jar, right? It, uh, I don't know. It's always some wild number, like a thousand, seriously, a thousand evidence can fit in that, like one 16 ounce jar. I don't know. And so think about failure might be one Reese PC out of like a thousand. What are the other 99.99 options out there? And see what happens is perfectionism and perfectionism and distractionism in terms of the stories of distractionism, essentially, whatever you're going to label it, those are all labels. What they are called, they're labels for toxic, and then you categorize them, right? Toxic thoughts is the swimming pool. These over here are called imposter syndrome. This category is, I think I'm going to get called out. I don't believe my resume. I feel like a fraud, always. I feel like I'm going to get caught not knowing, and if I don't know, then I don't have any worth. That 
slides into the next column, which is called perfectionism, which is I have to be absolutely perfect. If it's, if it's not right, it can't, it has to halt. If it's not correct, there's no way we can move forward. If I, if I don't look like absolutely perfectly done, I don't feel comfortable to do something. It's this idea that if it's not perfect, I can't move forward. My project can't move forward. Okay, move into distractionism, and that is a whole other thing to unpack. But the distractionism story is I'm too scattered. I can't figure it out. I'm too lost. I've got too much on my plate. I'm too overwhelmed. I'm not grounded enough. I don't really know how. Okay, so those are just three categories of toxic thoughts. There's like a bazillion other categories. I deal with those three. If a person is, so beliefs, that is a way of believing. That is a way of operating. That is a way of seeing the world. That is a way of being. That's a way of owning your business. That's a way of excelling in your career. That is a way of being. That is a way of looking at your Amazon returns that you haven't returned in six months. It's the way of looking at the pile of stuff over there that you haven't done. This way of looking at your marketing that you can't complete. That's how you look at it. I'm failing. I'm doing a bad job. I'm a bad person. I'm terrible at this. I don't know how. Okay. Oh my gosh. That whole thing, that whole experience doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't mean that life doesn't happen to you anymore. It does. And I can give an example of that. It, it, but what it does mean is that as life is happening, rather than having these thoughts that are like, I don't know what's happening. I can't do it. This isn't right. This feels so bad. This feels terrible. What are they going to say? You might hear that. And then you say, it doesn't matter. My core values, like, no, I know what they are. I, and that, oh, that's actually a boundary. Oh, but it also means that you might, because of these tools that I teach my clients to do, you might sit and wallow for a day or two because you're feeling life. And then you use your tools that I can talk about how to, you begin to hear the thoughts. Oh, there's, there she is again. There she is again. She's back. She's back. And she's got some more wisdom to teach me because now I don't believe that I can do this other thing. And apparently I'm supposed to now believe that I can. I now know how to do my work. I'm going to put my eight steps in, that Brian's taught me <laughs> into perspective. You know, I know how to, be courageous. I know how to clarify my goals. I know how to do this other clarification process over here about capacity. So I'm using my tools. I'm using mindset tools. And again, I just want to be clear that I have eight steps. And, you know, Dory has steps. Everyone has steps. These steps work. My eight steps decode thousands and thousands and thousands of years of study. That's, and they're basically all the same steps. They are shift your mindset. <laughs> Do these things to shift your mindset. Whatever it's going to take, go from not believing to believing. And that's, that's the process, not believing to believing. Whatever's going to get you there. I've got eight steps that get people there. But, you know, it's, a, it's essentially shedding and releasing the I can't and stepping into the possibility if I can. On that note, Think of what Ryan just said. You know, thoughts are things. So we're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? 
Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. In 2017, Unsilenced Voices was formed to help survivors of domestic abuse and gender-based violence worldwide. The organization currently serves Sierra Leone, Rwanda, Ghana, and the USA. In 2022, Unsilenced Voices gifted over $33,000 to survivors in the USA. And in Sierra Leone, there are over 26 young girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking and domestic abuse and now going through vocational training school in order to better their lives. We need your help. Donations are critical in order for us to continue our work. We also need volunteers to help with research and development. Please visit unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. Check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Ryan Lasan, who is an advanced accelerator coach. I love what you were saying. I really do. And, you know, food for thought takes a little while to digest. So rewind this, replay this, replay what Ryan was talking about, because we really, having a show like this, I hear people talk themselves out of their own dreams all the time. It's an amazing thing. And how how do we get out of our own way, Ryan? How do women face those fears and take actions and shift that mindset to the I think I can? It's that little red engine. You know, I think I can. I think I can. And then guess what? You could. Oh, my gosh. So how do we shift? Yeah, you could and you did, right? Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about the first three steps of my eight-step process because they're the foundational steps, and they're really core to unlocking your question, Dory. And the first is clarity. We've got to get really clear on two parts. We've got to get clear on, one, what do we want? We kind of skirt around that a lot. Like, I, I want this ambiguity. I want this kind of thing. And then we focus on how. How am I going to get it? How am I going to do? How am I going to How am I going to How am I And we also focus on all the toxic that we just talked about. But we don't talk a lot about let me really sit with the what, because when we do, part number two of clarity comes in too, which is the fear, and that overwhelms. See, like what I just talked about in the first segment, it's so overwhelming. It was like so much to say because it's so overwhelming, right? It's like toxic. So it clouds the ability for a person to even sit with what. That takes a real amount of discipline. What do I really want? Get very clear on that. And also learning to combat the fear piece that has to be put in its place. You've got to be able to figure out how to corral fear. And so it's two parts. Clarity. I teach both of those. How to get clear on what you want and how to exercise fear. Step number one. 
Step number two is courage. And this is really about the exercising fear. It is the courage. There's a great book out there called The Courage to Be Disliked. And so my step is the courage to reframe the self-limiting beliefs. It takes an incredible amount of courage to tell yourself that I can in the face of your own fears. Because see, what we believe, it's like, what will they say? No, 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 no. Nobody's here. You're brushing your teeth, babe. Okay. You're by yourself, babe. Nobody's telling you that you can't right now. And you're delayed. You're, you're 25 minutes late to do the thing that's downstairs because we're mompreneurs that's at your own desk. And you, you know, are you going to do it or you're not? But you're, no, that's you assassinating yourself. Let's be real. So we've got to have an extreme amount of courage to tell that person inside of us, which is very good at doing their job. In fact, it's instinctual. That's that part of us is supposed to keep us alive. Like it's a very strong human dynamic. So we've got to, again, like have strong courage to tell her to back down and that you are in charge of the moment and of the experience. And then it's step number three, which is the confidence to take action and to actually prioritize those big dreams. And that is the first three steps of the eight that that alone will help somebody get from procrastination into action. I love that. I really do. Again, as you were saying, we get in our own way. We create more obstacles for ourselves. Instead of taking the obstacles that we face, crushing them up, and letting it pave the way as we keep moving forward because it's trusting the journey. Life is going to happen. Things are going to happen do you take them as stepping stones or are these the, oh, well, I can't do this because of that? No. Again, especially as women, in doing what I do here and realizing that a man will go out and apply for something he's 50% qualified for because, oh, I'll learn how to do it. A woman waits until she's got all the qualifications. And most of the time, the guy's going to get the job anyway because he's got the confidence that women, we need to be stepping into our own power. If COVID showed us anything, the woman working from home is who everybody was now learning from. Wait a minute, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you set these priorities? How do you make all of this work? And that's why I love what you're doing. I love that you're synthesizing this because let's face it, I want to ask you, why do you feel that entrepreneurship and becoming a mompreneur, solopreneur, whatever, can cause so much fear in very high-achieving women who find it easier sometimes to be the employee than the boss? Oh, Tori, that's a big, 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 big question. I think at the core of it, the very core, I think it's about livelihood sustainability, right? Because we have to make a living in order to survive. So at the very primal basis of our livelihood, of our ability to provide sustenance for our family is tied to money, tied to money, the ability to bring in an income. And one has been trained very well in our society, this is the blueprint I'm talking about, to get a job, any, any job, let alone a high achieving job. And these are women who have been trained to get very high achieving, very clear, very quantifiable jobs that are already established by companies that are already established. So you're filling in one box 
of a bazillion boxes that you've been highly trained and socialized and subjugated to and all the things to get there, right? Very, 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 very trained. And you get paid oftentimes very handsomely to do that. And now we're taking our livelihood and we are taking all of that and so much more. And we're going to say, okay, next level up. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to take that sustainability and I'm going to be able to take that livelihood on my vision. Now, that would be great if we didn't have the beginning part of this conversation, right? If you were able to give that to somebody, you'd be like, you know what? You are an empty vessel. You believe that you can. That that moment, Michael Gerber in the book, Everybody Needs to Read, who's an entrepreneur called The E-Myth Revisited, says that most entrepreneurs are not entrepreneurs because we are actually people who like want to buy and sell businesses. We're entrepreneurs because one day we went into our place of business. We looked around, place of business, meaning we looked, when we were an employee, we looked around, we were like, I can do this better than all y'all. And I'm tired of whatever mess I'm dealing with. I've been squeezed out, boxed out, boxed in. I'm over it. I'm taking my shingle and I'm going to go do this thing over here. We start to quote businesses. And at that moment, we have all the confidence. We have all the like courage. We have all the pissed offness and we do it. He calls it an entrepreneurial seizure. And then we start this business of ours, quote unquote business. And we are the worst boss we've ever had because we have no idea what we're doing. We have lost all our gumption. We're in toxicity, right? And so that's your leader. Your leader is the person we're talking about in the beginning half of this conversation. She is thinking those thoughts. Your boss, which is you, you are hearing all the doubt that your boss that you didn't know at wherever you were, PepsiCo, had, but was able to put on the face. Like you're hearing those thoughts. You're feeling those feelings because it is you. So at the very basis, we're asking for our livelihood to shift in this way that's very dramatic and that we're untrained for just in general. And then, and then as an entrepreneur, you got to learn to do all the things. You got to learn how to do some great, create these systems, these organizations, these go out and talk to these people. These are not necessarily things that you were trained to do, that you know how to do. So it brings up, oh my God, I, I should be able to, I should. So we're primed. We're primed for perfectionism. We're primed for imposter syndrome. We're primed for distractionism. And, and entrepreneurship, it's like a fast pace to those dead ends. Oh my God, if I'm not perfect, what are people going to think? I just had to, folks, listen, you can hear it in my voice. I have, I have not been in the office for eight days. I had to every single day for eight days tell clients a whole, every day, book a client and sales calls. There's thousands of dollars in potential right now because my daughter was ill. And I, I own my own business. So guess what I told my boss? I told my boss, this is our core value is my daughter. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to do part-time. We're not going to do that. She's five years old. I'm not doing that. Guess what I'm not doing? I'm not coming to work. I'm not going to work today. And I told myself I didn't have any thoughts about, oh, my God, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Is my business going to crumble? No, it's not. Everybody, every day was like, oh, my God, I hope your daughter's okay. Dory, you were one of the people. I just clued in. You asked me, the other how's your daughter? You know, this was very – and – and now I'm seven years in, I've had all kinds of mind shift shifts. And so, you know, at the point where I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Now, I was not there before. You know, here we are, we start these businesses, we got to learn how to do all these things, we got these massively toxic thoughts, and we've got, we're at the precipice of having to learn everything, which for a person who has a mindset, who has a set of beliefs, 
that's going to be a very hard road to hoe if every single thing that you face is failure. And so entrepreneurship, it can be like a cast that's been taken off of a broken leg and that leg is not healed. And you didn't even know that it was like unhealed. That's what entrepreneurship can do. You, you think it's going to be amazing. You think it's going to be freeing. And then it incites and triggers all this fear within you. And so a long way to answer that question is I think, I think it does that. I think it does that for a lot of women. And it does that not in a way that's isolated like, oh, this is just a friend group or, oh, this is even my partner or, oh, this is my family. No, this is how I'm going to feed myself. This is how I'm going to put into my retirement plan. This is how I'm going to feed my kids, send her to school. Like that's, it really questions your whole self, let alone vision, mission. It's a big, it's a big mission. For those of you out there, you know, it's, business ownership is the way. It is the way. It's like everybody should have a farm in their backyard. Everybody should own a business. <laughs> you know, it's like we've got to claim and own our power. However, we've got to do that in a sustainable way. And it's not sustainable if we have those toxic thoughts. Now, that's a statement and a great way to end this conversation. As we're wrapping up, Brian, what do you want to leave our audience with and how may they reach out? Thanks, Story. This has been a really powerful conversation. I think the thing I most want to leave people with is that these are moms. You can do anything. And business ownership is our way to freedom. I absolutely believe that. And I believe that if I did, was not my own boss, I could not have taken that eight days off with dignity and pride and believing in my core value and still making money. So you can do it. You can reach me on my website, which is inspirebrandconsulting.com. All of my social media is there. It's live. I've got a quiz you can take. I also have a discovery call you can book. It's all there for you. I really encourage you to reach out to Ryan. Mindset is everything. And once you flip the thoughts that you give power to, there's nothing stopping us. There just isn't. We need to get out of our own way. So replay this conversation and hear it again and again. Getting out of your way. The woman, those of you out there that you have been dying to start something, do it. Go for it. The world needs you. Save the way. Keep on going. So Ryan, thank you for being here. I'm glad that you and everybody are feeling better. Keep getting healthy. And I thank you for sharing your passion for inspiring and empowering women. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tori. Thank you. Thank you to your word of mom. It's been my pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.